0: Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North.
1: Welcome in, Loon's fans, to another edition of Loon Talk. Jonathan Harrison here, joined once again by voice of the Loon's Dan Terrar and our trusty producer, A.J. Fredrickson. Boys, how are we doing on this Wednesday that we record on?
0: Love it. Love, it this, love this time of year.
2: Headed towards the D-Day, headed towards playoffs. What's not to
0: like, right, A.J.?
2: Yeah, and especially what's not to like after Dallas dropped points this past weekend to kind of brighten everybody's spirits a little bit. Oops. And I'm sure we are going, <laughs> oops, what happened there? Um, Yeah, no, that, that that opens the door a little bit for Minnesota this weekend. And we're going to dive all into that. So I'm not going to talk too much about it, but I am feeling good.
1: Absolutely. And AJ getting us started off right away in the discussion. Let's go. <laughs> We've got a lot to talk about today, boys. We've got uh, MLS playoff or decision day scenarios. I mean, there's still mm-hmm. one game left to play before that. That's coming up tonight, Charlotte and Miami part one of two over the next couple of days. That one doesn't affect Minnesota. So we don't give a bleep about that. Uh, we've got decision day scenarios to discuss. We got MLS salary numbers, boys. Let's talk about MLS salaries and how high, how much uh, Lionel Messi is making for this half season. And then as well, we've got updates. We've got an update on the coaching search for Minnesota United. We've got plenty to go through. And, a hefty dose of accountability sessions in both the predictor and write that down this week because uh, I left the suspense for the final regular season week of the seat of the year, so we've got plenty to get through here. Let's jump right into it, AJ. You uh started us off talking about uh, that game or the couple games this last weekend. Uh, let's get through those three score lines here that uh, will affect Minnesota in the or at least two of them. Dallas 1 1 against Colorado couldn't pull out the win there despite having a hefty dose of. Uh, possession in that match at home. Dallas drop uh, points at home again. Sounds like Minnesota. And then LA Galaxy 2-2 against Real Salt Lake. That one really doesn't affect Minnesota too much, but it just shows you that LA Galaxy continuing to stumble down the stretch of the season. So that game against Dallas, uh, or that Dallas game means that the Loons still have a chance to climb up to seventh place in the Western Conference. That is not out of reach. The Loons may miss the wildcard round completely if they can get a win. And a couple other things go their way. So, here is the playoff scenario for the Loons heading into this Saturday's decision day. Big announcement about the broadcast coming up a little bit later on in the broad in this show as well. Uh, Minnesota will make the Audi MLS Cup playoffs, boys, with a win over Sporting Kansas City and a loss or tie from either Dallas, Portland, or San Jose. What are our thoughts initially on that? Before we dive into some of the matchups mm-hmm. that those teams have going into decision day.
0: I like, I I mean, I feel good about it. I mean, the hardest part of that whole scenario is I think it's very likely that at least one of those three teams will lose or draw. Mm -hmm. So the hardest part about this scenario is winning in Kansas City. So that's the biggest piece of the puzzle. If that falls into place, meaning we win in Kansas City, I really think uh, they're going to be in the playoffs. Um, Yeah, it's, it's kind of exciting, but, you know, that's a big but, right, AJ?
2: Yeah, no, exactly. It's um that I mean that's that's the one thing about this is I wanted them to have the door be left open a little bit, and now for as much as they've kind of shot themselves in the foot and they've dropped points here and they and they lose a game here and they don't, you know, don't pick up a point, it's I'm not gonna say it's fully in their hands, but if you win that game on the road in, in Kansas City, it it's pretty darn good odds that you're into the playoffs. Uh, Like Dan said, I I imagine one of those games, like if all of those go the opposite way of what Minnesota wants and they still win and they miss out. I mean, that just kind of sums up the season right there. Uh, But I, I really think if you can just get the win, just focus on getting the win and then don't score board watch. I like, it should it, don't <laughs> John, Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan will scoreboard. Jonathan, scoreboard watch you you scoreboard watch I'm talking <laughs> about the coaching staff and the players don't worry about the other games I think you'll have good news at the end of 90 minutes if you can go ahead and put up uh, a, a win on the board so um, yeah they they left the door open enough for them, and it's in their hands as much as it can be
1: yeah absolutely I mean this is it, it's Perfectly drawn up for Minnesota to find a way to get into the playoffs on decision day. Plenty there to be had. Obviously, Minnesota pretty successful on the road this season looking at the standings here. 6-8-2 on the road as opposed to their 4-4-9 home record. Kansas City, though, 8-6-2 at home this season. Ooh. Already have beaten Minnesota at home once this year. And the overall regular season record between these two sides down in Kansas City is, uh, for Minnesota, 0-8 nothing else. There's no draws, no wins, all losses, and outscored 22-2, to if I'm doing my math correctly, in those eight games. So, this isn't an easy feat to accomplish, but, boys, there is that caveat that they have done it before in the playoffs, and they beat them 3-0, 3-1, whatever it was, to Mm -hmm. go on to the Western Conference semifinals back in 2020. So, there are plenty of players on this current squad that were on that squad as well that know that it is possible to go down there uh, to Kansas City and pull out a rare win in Kansas City, so it's up to them, as a j said it's it's truly up to Minnesota to do it you You really can't worry about anything else because the only thing you can control right now for the loons is winning. You have to win, you can't get you can't get a draw and sneak your way in there. you have to win, so does Sporting Kansas City. their team on the outside looking in as well. They need a win and a loss or draw from those three teams as well. so these are two teams who are holding on for dear life. Trying to claw up into the MLS Cup playoffs, the expanded playoffs. So, there's with the amount of talent on this team, there's really no reason they should be in this scenario, anyways. But here we are uh, coming up on decision date this Saturday. And so, yeah, the Loons really need to find a way to win in Kansas City because it's there for the taking, thanks to that draw by Dallas. And here's that note on the broadcast coming up this Saturday
2: Dan mm-hmm. Terrar,
1: AJ Fredrickson, and myself, an hour long pre match show this what? Saturday on 1500 ESPN, the Score North mobile app, and live.1500ESPN.com. We'll be kicking off our broadcast at 7. The game does not kick off. Last I checked... 809 (laughs) it could change change. who knows we never know with mls it could change in the next 24 48 72 hours we will see but right now an hour-long pre-match show starting at 7 p.m with all three of us discussing everything from this season decision day uh we'll do live reactions to how the eastern conference finishes up because that will finish up right as soon as our broadcast starts We'll get into that probably in the second or third segment. We're still figuring out the rundown for
2: that, but <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited to do, to go in our pre-match show. Uh, Dan, I'm going to take over from Jonathan here for a second, just because I believe his, uh his microphone may have disconnected from his laptop. I, don't know what happened. I, I touched I'm, it. <laughs> I'm super excited. <laughs> I'm super excited for the pregame show. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, And now, for, you know, there we go, but yeah, no, it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure to join us. Uh, am 1500 this saturday seven o'clock central time you can also listen on a uh, 94.5 hd2 with an uh, hd radio in your vehicle otherwise uh, live online at live.listen.scorenorth.com 1500 um, or on the score north mobile app everywhere you can listen it's uh, totally free definitely come on check out hangout um because i know not everybody has the mls uh, apple season pass so it's one of the few ways you can get a local broadcast of the Loons, and no better time to watch than, or listen in this case, decision day.
1: Now there's something we need to discuss since you brought up season pass. Uh, Who was it? The athletic, they did a report or they had like a survey among their, their uh, subscribers of the, or to the athletic of who also watch MLS and take part in, in that action and have MLS season pass. And there was a graph that showed the amount of people who, listen in to their radio broadcast. Cause you have that option. We've talked about that plenty of times uh, into the home radio broadcast. And uh, boys, I'm sorry to say we were down like in the lower half of the grid of MLS teams. We need to juice those numbers up listeners. Come on. I mean, we're putting on some pretty good broadcasts. I'd say, I mean, there's, there's a little personal bias here, but let's juice those numbers up little. next season. Let's Let's <laughs> get those numbers up. Those are, those are rookie numbers. We need to get those. We need to be in the top half of the league. Uh, considering some of the exciting goal calls that we've had this season. Uh, So we've discussed Minnesota, Sporting Kansas City, that scenario. The other scenarios at hand uh, for those games, because as I said, Minnesota need Dallas, Portland, or San Jose to lose or draw coming up on decision day. So who do those teams face and what are their current forms? Let's start off with San Jose. San Jose in their last five are 1-1-3. They are home against the already eliminated Austin FC. Austin in their last five are one, two, and two on the season. It feels like that's going to be an easy win for San Jose, but this is an Austin side with a head coach that's come under fire recently for his results in his first three years, despite the second place finish last year. It's been two two seasons in three that it's been disappointing finishes for the amount of money that they are spending in Austin. So that is a team that uh, with a head coach that certainly doesn't want to quit, that wants to show that he deserves another, a fourth year at the gig.
0: I've never been a believer in San Jose. The city, the soccer team, even the Everything hockey team. about it. Even the hockey team. I just don't believe in San Jose. I think Austin's got a chance to uh, at least pull a draw out of there. They're going to play some kids, some guys, some young guys, some kids that haven't played a lot. You know how that goes when you're, you're eliminated. You're, you're thinking about next year, and then you put those guys in, and uh, you know they, they want to show that they can play at this level. So I don't think that's an easy win for San Jose.
2: Yeah, I agree, Dan. We've been in the same boat all year. Mm-hmm. I've never once been confident in any facet of the game about San Jose. They've been surprising, but I wouldn't say that I never. I I I always thought it was a little like when's the when's the floor gonna fall out? When's the ice gonna crack and they're gonna you know go plunging down? So um, this is a, this is a matchup that I think is very much up for a draw. A draw is, I would say, the most likely outcome. Fine, we'll yeah. take it. Yeah, okay with that, <laughs> we'll take Minnesota,
1: it. As long yep. as they can lock up their end of the deal. All right, so then Dallas, they are at home against the Galaxy. Dallas, as we said, drew 1-1. That means their last five games have all been draws for Dallas. 0-0-5 <laughs> over the last five. They are facing an LA Galaxy wow. side that's already eliminated. They are at or they are in Los Angeles for the final game of the season. Galaxy are 0-2-3 over their last five, including Ew. that 5-2 defeat against Minnesota a couple Saturdays ago. Uh, These are both teams that are just kind of hoping that the season ends as quickly as possible. It seems like (laughs) they're trying to battle uh, our Dallas, at least, but they have been unsuccessful doing it uh, on the road this season. Dallas are three, seven and six at home this season. The Galaxy are five, four and six. So two sides that are very uh, difficult to try and figure out who's going to be the stinkier of the two teams on Saturday the
0: biggest question there is how did Dallas stay ahead of us in the standings? We must be terrible. We well, must I mean, be we went awful. on that seven game. Wow. Winless. Yeah. streak. So that, yeah. That didn't um, it just feels like Dallas is free falling. Um, but, but LA, LA galaxies has a potential to be really awful. I don't think yeah. that's a game I want to watch. That might be the one that ends in like a zero, zero draw or Again, something really gross. Helps and that's fine. But this is one, too, though, if Dallas gets their shape back at home and they and they play well, the road, this, yeah. this could be – I mean, that's right, they're at L.A. But if they play with the way they were earlier in the year, if they can get that back, which is what they're hoping for, they could even win by a blowout. So that's the one that's, that's just – First of all, as a fan, I don't know why you'd want to watch that one, but uh, that I wouldn't, if that was the I'm one we had to on as
1: product today, that,
0: that, if that's the one that we had to count on, if we had to count on the galaxy winning at home <laughs> against Dallas to get in the playoffs, I wouldn't feel very good about it.
2: No. Yeah. I, I just kind of put down San Jose flip flipping things for Dallas. In my opinion, I've never been more confident in Dallas to get a win. Like. <laughs> They're on the road in well, LA Galaxy. Well, come on, they
1: just faced Colorado, and that should have been an easy win. There, that should have been a no. But, in, you, but hear
2: me out. Hear me out. I'm going strictly – No, no, no. Strategy wise, here whatsoever. Strictly based on the fact that they're going on the road to an LA Galaxy side where they just want to forget about this season. The fans don't like it. They don't like the team right now. They don't like anything that's going on is like how the mighty have fallen for the LA galaxy. And they just want to be done. Um, like, do they want to end the season on a win at home in front of their fans? Yeah. But will it happen? I just don't think so. Dallas has something to play for. They're pulling out all the stops. They're going to be, they're going to attack, attack, attack until they get a goal. And then they're throwing one guy up top, subbing out every other attacker and maybe their offensive midfielder. And they're playing 10 at the back. they they are not going to allow a goal so i uh, uh, even if it's a one nothing final it's still a win for dallas i am so confident in them uh they're going to get a win
1: yeah until billy sharp comes along and scores five because that's what 37 year olds do in this league apparently
0: (laughs) billy freaking sharp
1: (laughs) billy sharp just scoring bangers at 38 years old
0: there's no reason for that guy to be around
1: my body hurts at 33, and then I look at him at 37 after playing over what a thousand games across across England, and he's just banging in five goals, or six goals in nine games for just, Galaxy since coming over just, in August. He,
0: he just stands around, and they give him the ball. He doesn't even run. Penn
1: All merchant. they pay him to do. Yeah. Philly Parp. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then finally Portland. They are the team that uh, is in the is feels like they are in the best scenario or best place, best form to win. But mm-hmm. the team that they're playing against has everything to play for as well, despite already locking up a playoff spot. So Portland, uh, they sit in seventh place right now, but uh, they are just two points away from Minnesota. I believe if I'm doing my math correctly. Yep. And, and, they are in their last five. I'm switching around windows here. Uh, in their last five, Portland are 3-1-1. One, and one. So they, they're on a pretty good form. They're on a tear since uh, getting rid of Giovanni Savarese, say, and going to interim management. Uh, but they are they are at home against a Houston side. That is two, one, and 2-1-2 in their last five. And sit in, switching over to the standings window, fourth place in the Western mm-hmm. Conference on 48 points, three points behind LAFC in second, two points behind Seattle in fifth or for third place. And just one point above Real Salt Lake and Vancouver in fifth and sixth place. So they have a chance to jump all the way up to second place in the Western Conference or drop out of the home playoff spots if results don't go their way. Houston, as I said, can still finish second, but they have to make up a four-goal difference in goal differential, if you follow that all correctly, between themselves and LAFC. LAFC play Vancouver, who can still finish in the home playoff spots as well with a win on Saturday against LAFC. So... It feels like Houston are going to come out. They're not going to just lay an egg because they've already locked up a playoff spot. They don't want to lose the chance to host playoff games in Houston, Texas, down the final stretch of the seat or in the playoffs. So they're going to come out and want to win. And that is a Portland side at home that will need to go out and win to to secure their playoff spot. Otherwise, they can see themselves drop out of the playoffs entirely.
0: If I had to pick one of those teams—Portland, Dallas, or San Jose—and and that one was the one that had to lose for us to get in, I'd pick Portland. I think Houston could even win that one big. I, I just Houston's Houston's very good, and with what they have on the line, um, I, I think they they definitely win in Portland, uh, even though it's on the road. That's the one I think we're counting on to uh, make sure that we get in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, you know, exactly right. Like they're they're in the playoffs already Houston, but they're not they they still have stuff on the line because that home field advantage is oh so popular. Mm-hmm. It's also oh important um if they slip up and they just, you know, it, I I know Portland they need a win as well, but uh Houston if they drop points at all, that leaves the door open for either a Vancouver or a real Salt Lake to to leapfrog them depending on how their games go. So, um I think Houston is going to treat this as if it's almost a do or die style of game and they're going to Take it to Portland, Portland. Um, they're going to have to come out early. That that first like 10, 15 minutes to set the temple for them is going to have to be so important. And that Portland fan base, as rabid as they can be, is going to have to be on full force as well. Um, but yeah, that one is like, other than the, the one that we're covering this Saturday, that's my must watch this weekend, Portland, Portland, Houston. Yeah. The only thing going against
1: Houston right now in this match is their away record this season. They have one of the worst away records in the entire league two nine and five on the road this season it's only 11 points on or away from Houston this season so against a, a Portland side that at home this season is nine four and three although they are very much different teams I mean one team has been dominating all season long and while Portland have only just gone on a heater of late over the last couple months ever since getting rid of their long-term manager in Gio Savarese so that one is exciting as well those are The three matches that we will be watching outside of our own, we'll keep you updated on those as the broadcast goes along. Because as in one of the best things that MLS does is Decision Day, all the games in the Western Conference start at the same time, will end around the same time. That means no team can kind of just sit on on the beach after they saw another result go their way across the Western Conference. They all have to play. Uh, none of them can really scoreboard watch as the game goes along because they're all all focused on their own stuff. So it will be exciting. We'll keep you updated. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, that one's going to be, as you said, AJ. I think I think I agree with you. That one is the must watch in the Western Conference outside of Minnesota Sporting Kansas City as those two teams try to get back into the playoff spots. Portland and Houston looking to get uh, to solidify their playoff positioning. Anyways, uh, all right. So. That's what is on tap for decision day, and we'll go over that all again on Saturday, just a little bit more condensed, because I don't think we. As long as I mean, we do have an hour, but we're not going to spend 20 minutes on it like we just did here uh, to discuss that. We'll we'll condense it a little bit. But now let's let's talk a little let's talk a little money, boys. Uh, the MLS Players Association just dropped the salary numbers for this season for the second time, and uh, the big note, obviously, is Timu Puki. Raking in three and a half million dollars from the loons this season. Uh, obviously, their highest earning uh, player. That's the biggest note across the league, of course. Is Timu Puki's three and a half million. Uh, that doesn't really do much in the whole big terms of Major League Soccer. But the actual biggest news outside of that, that that joke. Uh, Lionel Messi by himself makes twenty million dollars. Twenty point four four million dollars.
2: Don't bury the lead. <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm not, I'm I'm getting there. I've got a bunch of stuff to say. Okay. By himself makes more than 25 teams in the league this season.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's crazy. Uh, More
1: than 25 teams Lionel Messi will make by himself. And only 14 players in league history over their careers have made more than Lionel Messi will make this season with uh, Inter Miami. And that's not even talking about the next couple of years, whatever he's going to make. Then this is just talking this year for the six or seven months he's been with the team. $20 million we'll rake in will be the 15th most in league history for an entire player's career in major league soccer.
0: I'm speechless. I don't even know what to say. That's crazy. <laughs> that's just, that's just insane. And, and by the way, doesn't this start pushing if, if, okay, so fast forward, inner Miami starts dominating which is certain certainly possible next season they get a full run at it they don't they aren't started you know uh in a deep hole like they were when he joined them this year does it all of a sudden say okay we need to have some sort of salary cap something to control the fact that it isn't we do just have
1: a salary cap well but sort obviously
0: well, it's, it is and it isn't. It's it's you know it's what they had to do in Major League Baseball at one point because the rich teams like the Yankees were just buying all the good players and winning all the time. So it, it could it could this could be the beginning of a change in the way uh, things are done in Major League Soccer. But it's kind of, it, it's it's crazy amount of money, but it's it's great for the league. I mean, it is amazing yeah. for the league, and uh, it's going to be really cool to see what he does in a full season next year.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous money, but honestly is it's worth it. Right. You know, Oh yeah. You, the am sure MLS... and everything like that. Like they're making back tenfold. Just that, yeah. that, that seems like the, a small investment, a minor setback for a major comeback is what I believe the kids say. So, <laughs> uh, but Jonathan, I'll let you, I'll let you go around the, the rest of the list that I have uh, that you have, mm-hmm. because there, I saw this while you were kind of introing it. And there are two names on there that, just insane that they're in like the top 10 based on where their team finished this year
0: the the only thing that would make the messy thing bigger and be bigger for the mls is if he'd start dating taylor swift then it would be huge
1: gosh so (laughs) sick of that storyline
2: so bored of it that'd be unbelievable i might just i might just get that uh like what uh swessy or what, how can Swessy. we how, hashtag Swessy Messi and Swift? <laughs> no, that doesn't work. M- M- Miff Mifties? M- <laughs> nope. Mefties? I don't know. We'll figure we it keep out. Keep trying. Stop. We no, keep don't keep Trying no, to make no, this stop. happen like, no, stop. No, like the no. Canadian <laughs> Busquets, but it's not gonna happen, it's, AJ. It's too it's no. Uh, Messi and... Stop. Uh, who, no, just who, stop. No, it was stop. Antonella? It's too good of a story.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. So I don't I don't have the I don't have the rest of the individual player numbers, but I oh, do right. have Uh, I do have one, one thing that interested me, uh, but I'll
2: let you go on the individual. I'll go after you. Okay. Uh,
1: boys, what do inter Miami, Toronto and LA galaxy all have in common?
2: Uh, would it be like the top? No, actually, no. I don't, I don't know. All three of them
1: them are not making the playoffs this season. And all three of those teams are the three highest paying teams for their salaries for their clubs this season. Yep. Inter Miami wow. are spending a whopping thirty nine million dollars on their roster. I mean, twenty of that is Lionel Messi right. by half, himself. Right, half half is him. Toronto is on thirty two million. A lot of that is wow. Lorenzo Insigne, and then LA Galaxy are on twenty five million. The next closest is, is LAFC on twenty million, followed closely by shocker of all shockers, Chicago Fire on twenty million as well.
2: Well, I'll tell mm. you why. I'll tell you why. <laughs> Chicago Fire. I, I have the the of- Shakiri. I assume. Yes, so you have Lionel Messi making twenty point four and some change million. Second on the list, hold on to your hats, Lorenzo Insigne, yeah, fifteen point four million dollars. His salary doubled over last season. Zerdan Shakiri is making eight point one million. So that's where a lot of the Chicago Fire comes into. Wow. Uh, uh, Javier Hernandez with Chicharito uh, Chicharito is doing seven point four mil. And then about half a season this, to work because This injured. is the next kicker for me. So we already got Insignia at fifteen point four. Federico Bernadeschi, six point three million dollars, twenty one million locked up for two guys, and you get the wooden spoon. That's how you buy wow. the wooden spoon, ladies and you know, gentlemen. That's, that's, that's what it out.
0: costs. That's what it costs for a wooden spoon.
1: Wow. <laughs> Meanwhile, I think more Phew. interestingly, the team that spent the least amount of money, nine point six million dollars on their entire roster not even breaking double-digit millions. Can I guess? Or, I almost said it, so I mean, I probably just gave it away there.
2: Is it, Is it St. Louis? No. No? Oh, no. okay. I think Orlando you were going to say
1: City. Orlando. Yeah. Yep. You were going to say Orlando. Orlando City yeah. wow. spend less than $10 million on their entire roster. And for just checking sake, uh, Orlando City sits second place in the Eastern Conference on 60 points, and because St. Louis is on 56 and Philadelphia is on 55, they will finish second place in the entire league this season, Orlando city spending less than $10 million and will finish second place in the league, uh, in, uh, third to last place in this standings, I guess, St. Louis city on $11 million. That is $20 million worth of spend between those two clubs for quick math here. 60 plus 56, 106 points.
0: That's uh, hard to explain.
1: That's it nice. really is. That's some dang good coaching. That's all you got to say.
0: Well, it's great coaching. And obviously they they acquired players and they brought (laughs) up players and they have homegrown talent that uh, they've developed and are really good players. And that would tell me that if that's the case, then their salary will greatly increase. Those teams could double their payroll next year just because of guys diverge, you know, deserving uh, new contracts or or getting their contract doubled or tripled in some cases. So the, they might not stay. A year from now, it might be a totally different story yeah. for those clubs. So,
1: But that's, that's incredible that's, spend yeah. and incredible turnaround on your spend because in this sport, soccer, more than any other sport in the world, uh, what you spend is usually about where you finish in leagues, unless you're just poorly run like Manchester United. You're gonna, you're usually going to finish up higher in the league if you spend more because that's how the non-salary cap leagues work. And so, to be able to spend the least amount in the league and finish second place and be dang good doing it and being one of the most untalked about teams in this league in Orlando, that's incredibly, incredibly mm-hmm. well done, AJ. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I just real really quick note I think my biggest shocker from the list that I saw regarding Minnesota United is under a hundred K for Ishmael Tajuri Shrodi. Ninety-eight point nine. I mean, granted, for it, like how half the season how, yes, and you know, how blizzy and, and all this stuff. Yeah. So uh, but that you know, that number is like it just shows the discrepancy between a three point five million dollar striker and shroud, who I think at times has shown like pretty pretty quality play. Yeah, obviously not the same level, not the same role, and everything like that. But um, yeah, it's it. The MLS is 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 a is a is it's a league. It's a fun league, so it shows <laughs> that stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, Tajiri Shradi had injury issues that uh, some teams in the league thought were career ending and didn't want to touch him. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of bargaining power in place of the teams for uh, Shradi, against Tajiri Shradi. So that's part of the reason why his number is so dipped. But also he was only here for half a season. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, that's that's the interesting thing. Minnesota finished a about i'd say a little a little below halfway between the or on the list 14.56 million dollars they spend on their entire roster they do have three designated players as well so that'll help them boost that number up but interesting times there also lastly before we get into our prediction segments uh andy greeter had an update on a on the coaching search last week and the more interesting I think the most interesting thing that was in the article on the Pioneer Press said that or agreed or reported that youth development is believed to be a key component uh, from what uh, the Pioneer Press was able to gather up in the next head coaching search. Well, as I just said, the guy who is or the team that has a coach that's renowned for that across the league, Orlando and Oscar Perea, Oscar Perea is interestingly out of contract this offseason and apparently, negotiations between Perea and Orlando haven't been going well. They've stalled. And so now he's talking to other teams. If you want youth development to be a key component of your team going forward, there is no better guy in this league than Oscar Perea to do it. I think that is a perfect fit if they want, if they really want to invest in their youth. The guy who helped build out the LA or build out the. Uh, FC Dallas Academy helped build up that, what that organization has become over the last decade. He left there to go to Mexico, then came to Orlando and has done, as we just previously said, incredible work. I think that is a great fit if they can afford him. But I think if, if you want to build out your Academy and build out your youth development, and you see what he's been able to do with very little uh, salaries or money spent on the salary, hand him the bag folks, just give him all the money. Tell <laughs> Pay, build out our Academy, which according to, The MLS analysts on extra time said is one of the worst academies in the league. Hand them the money, tell them to go to work, have fun, build up the youth academy, and have have your way with Minnesota building up out of their youth. Because looking at how Orlando has played with their roster this year, as I said, second place in the in the entire league, they have six guys age twenty four and under who have over one thousand minutes played this season. I think that's probably more than most other teams in the league. Uh, hands down. And those guys have contributed significant minutes and they're at the top of the league. Yes, they have some guys that past 30 who have also played a lot of minutes, but there's a lot, there's a youth development focus with Perea as has been a track record in his career. I think that would be a great fit if they can make it happen.
0: I think that would be a great, I mean, I have no problem with that. I'd like to see, you know, we'll wait and see what the other candidates might be. But here's a question I have for you guys. Why do you need your MLS manager to be the guy that, that drives your academy? I mean you can bring in anybody you want to run that academy. You can bring in uh guys that do nothing but run academies. Um so to me, I want a guy that's going to be the best manager, best coach at the MLS level and well, if he's not a great academy guy, then we'll get somebody else to run the you know we'll 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 run the academy
1: despite you know in spite of him. Well, you can have a great academy all you want, but if the head coach isn't gonna play the guys from the academy, then there's no point in having a great academy. So if you're gonna have you need at least a head coach that's going to play those guys from the academy. Right. So that's 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 where Oscar Perea comes in hand. Right. Because he right, has but... he has shown a willingness to play younger guys and give them significant roles mm-hmm. and significant minutes. And I think that's why he's great at that, because he's he's he not only trusts those guys and gives them significant minutes throughout throughout the season, but it but comes from a background of of building out academies and coaching mm-hmm. you. So he knows how to coach them, knows how to mesh those together. I think you need that. If, if you are really going to focus on youth development.
2: Got it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's the like football manager career, FIFA career mode guy in me where it's like, I'm a sucker for the guy that can raise the, uh, or like develop the youth in a system yeah. and in a club and from the youth camp to, you know, the main squad. And so um, I, you know, I love that story and everybody, every supporter loves a guy that comes through the ranks, you know, as, as attractive as like a pookie is where it's a big signing and everything. Being able to say like, that guy's one of our own, you know, he, he, he bleeds Minnesota United or something along those lines. Um, it, it, you know, it hits home. It hits a different way. And, and uh, just kind of carries a little more weight. So if somebody can come in and help with that, um, I'm all for it.
1: Absolutely. Uh, let's get on to our prediction segments. I think that's, that's all we have to talk about today for, for uh, decision day, Uh, League salaries, everything that happened this past week. Uh, The U.S. obviously beat uh, Ghana last night 4-0. They lost to Germany 3-1. We'll get to those here in a little bit. But, Dan, why don't you explain away what the predictor is?
0: The predictor is uh, us picking three matches, including an upcoming Minnesota United match. You pick the winner or a draw, correct? You get a point. Get the score exactly right. You get a bonus point. A little change up today. We are picking the uh, Minnesota-Sporting Kansas City match and your other two picks must be from the Portland Dallas and San Jose matches the teams that Minnesota needs a uh, draw or a loss from to make the playoffs
1: i like it i like that that change but first before we make our predictions but first we've got we've got uh, accountability sessions coming up and since i didn't do last week we've got two weeks worth of accountability sessions aj you also have andy's picks from two weeks ago and uh, his were more, or about as equally as successful as yours from last week. So uh, it didn't didn't hurt you too much. So let's let's jump into it here a little bit. I'll go left to right as I always do on the score sheet, mm-hmm. uh, starting off with myself because that's what I like to do on these shows. <laughs> uh, and as the host, I can do that. <laughs> uh, Andy I had the most successful week. I'm just going to start off with that. I had I got was it six points from the last two weeks, just raking them in. I predict, I correctly predicted New York Red Bulls beating Toronto FC two weeks ago, 3-0. Uh, we, I think we all said that Minnesota would beat LA Galaxy, although we all said it would be like 1-0, 2-1. Dan was the most egregious at 3-1. He was the closest after that 5-2 win. Uh, I also said FC Cincinnati would beat Miami and knock them out of the playoffs with a 2-0 or 2-1 win. It was 1-0, so I get a point there. I also said last week Germany would beat the U.S. 2-0. They beat them 3-1. And then I said FC Dallas would and Colorado would draw nil nil. They drew one one. So, point there, six points for me this week. Dan, you got three points for yourself this week, saying that two weeks ago, three one win for Minnesota was five two against the Galaxy. You said it'd be a three one win for Houston over Colorado. You didn't go far enough because it was a (laughs) five one win for Houston over Colorado. You said it'd be a two two draw for the U.S. against Germany. It was a three one win. And then you said two one, U.S. would beat. Ghana last night. It was a 4-0 route for the U.S. Four goals Low in the first road. half alone. Uh, so three points there. AJ, you also got or you got four points this week. Andy, two weeks ago, said 2-1 win for Minnesota over the Galaxy. He also said a 2-0 win for LAFC over Real Salt Lake. But the big one for you, you got two points last week by correctly predicting the Germany scoreline over the U.S., a 3-1 win for Germany. So four points for you. So six for me, four for AJ, three for Dan. That means... Our tally going into the final week of the season: myself on 39, AJ on 37, and Dan on 33 points. So since hmm. I'm in the lead, I will start off first. Since I can't, hmm. uh, so I can't defend against your guys's picks, and we'll do snake order as usual. And you said Minnesota match and one of the two or one of or two of, two the, of three, the other yep. uh, matches. So I'll start off with Minnesota. Minnesota one Kansas City nil. Wow, AJ. Wow.
2: Um, I'm going to go Minnesota 2, Kansas City 1. Oh, that leaves me with limited choices.
0: Um, <laughs> God damn. All right, they'll get a late goal. Minnesota 3, Kansas City 1.
2: Whoa, that's <sighs> a lot of goals wow. coming in. Well, I was going to go 2-1, but I think that's... That, a, uh, that's actually pretty good because they're going to have yes. to push the pace. And so yes. they, that... If, if I
0: you're losing late in that match, you're going to th- be throwing everything up front and there's, there's always that chance for an extra goal. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. All, All right. And right, I've got uh, Houston
2: over Portland three one. All right. AJ. Um, I will also pick that game, but I'm going to go with a draw Houston two, Portland two.
1: Oh, I had that cool. game as well just because I think Houston are going to turn around the road form. They're going to beat Portland. Uh, I'm going, what'd you say, Dan? You said three, one. Yes. I'm going three, two Houston. Nice. And then my final pick. Ooh, what's this FC Dallas LA galaxy or San Jose. Austin? This is a tough one because both of those mm-hmm. games are just kind of stinkers to watch. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go. Austin with a nil nil draw against San Jose. Ooh, you. Yeah.
2: Um, Since I need to make up some points against you, I'm going to nail this one on the head. Cause I already said, <laughs> I'm going to lock in a win for Dallas three, one over the galaxy.
0: Ooh, okay. Ooh, I had a similar thing. I'm going to go. I have Dallas beating the Galaxy. I'm going to go 2-1. Okay.
1: All right. That's all three picks. That's Uh, it. There we go. So now it's our other soccer-related prediction segment that I accidentally just closed that one down. So give me a second while I talk through this. (laughs) We'll We'll write that down. (laughs) (laughs) Write that down is our other soccer-related prediction segment of the week where each makes three soccer-related predictions. They don't necessarily have to be scoreline-related. We'll keep track of the correct correct predictions throughout the year, call them goals. And the person with the most goals at the end of the season wins the coveted golden boot award. And, uh, let's, let's jump into the accountability session, uh, recapping the week's, uh, festivities in that department. And, uh, we'll go right to left here. We'll start with AJ here going through some of his picks as I have my kid wanting to read, uh, pig the star to him, which I cannot do right now. He's going to have to just go back to YouTube. Uh, (laughs) Uh, all right, so AJ, uh, yes, going through everything that came off the board for you, you said Inter-Miami will finish with equal or more points than Minnesota this season. That technically cannot happen. Inter-Miami on 33, Minnesota on 41. Inter-Miami not able to reach that threshold to pass them. You said, uh, or Andy said, Tottenham will score four on Luton Town the following weekend. They only won 1-0, I believe, if I'm yes. remembering correctly. Uh, And then you said Timu Puki, or he said Timu Puki scores two goals, one against the LA Galaxy and one against Sporting Kansas City. Well, four goals in one game kind of said no to that plan. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, Andy. Uh, He still has one on the board coming up. He says Sporting Kansas City will make the playoffs, which uh, I don't like that fact because that means bad result for Minnesota. Uh, He did, or you'd said last week, Sonny will win the Premier League Player of the Month award for September. And that happened. Congratulations to Sung Min Young for winning that. Uh, Continuing to try and hold the book open for him. So he's distracted. So now Dan. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're missing one. I'm missing one. What am I? Yes. Um,
2: I predicted unless you, and, and unless you recapped it when I was off the, the show last week, um, the, I predicted that the upcoming weekend of the premier league, there would be at least two red cards shown. There was two red cards shown between the, uh, Liverpool Spurs match with thank you to uh, the referee there that was amazing. Oh yeah, I, I did that uh, okay. during
1: the Andy show. So okay, perfect.
0: Then never mind. Why don't just you guys riff to, for
1: a second? I just I wanted to load on that one.
0: Yeah, you just My well story. okay. You know you you don't win very often. You got to just kind of yeah. rub it in our faces. So absolutely. Um, yeah. So uh, we're we're headed towards write that down. Did he finish with the accountability? Or are we still working on that?
2: We're still working on that. Um, Dan, oh. here's. I, I'm going to pull up because I believe I have access to otherwise, as well. Oh, go yeah. ahead.
0: Well, otherwise, we can just set it up here, and then we can do the accountability when he gets back. If yeah, he's absolutely. coming back, there's a really good chance he doesn't return. He might
2: just um, be gone forever, yeah.
0: <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, write that down. And by the way, my write that down this week, once we get to it, is is brilliant.
2: So. Um, oh, I can't wait. Um, yeah, no, it's brilliant. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Do you want me to play the role of Jonathan here a little bit? I've got it. Somebody should. Somebody oh, I was going to say, yeah, I, I'm on. I I, I have the Pringles. We're all good. We're all there we good. go. I want Pringles.
1: Oh, you can go get them yourself. does he I'm get Pringles? Be... All I got to do is whine a little bit and I get Pringles? Sure. I mean, you do that every week, though. So. <laughs> I
0: don't get Pringles, though.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you live like way up north of me, so that's not going to happen. All right. So, Dan, now your accountability session. Mm-hmm. You had quite a bit come off the board. We were each going to have quite a bit come off the board as we get to this point in the season. You said Inter-Miami will qualify for the playoffs. That didn't happen. That was a long
0: time ago. I was yep.
1: dumb. Uh, yeah, I don't dumb. know why the, the time don't... reference has anything to do with that statement, but what? Uh, you said Minnesota will score 10 or less goals in their remaining eight matches. That didn't happen because they put up five this last week, bringing them well over that 10 threshold. Uh, you also said in the next three matches, Minnesota will have three different guys wear the armband, I believe it was will trap will trap and will trap for that. Shoot. So that didn't happen. Uh, you also said everything will be set in the Eastern conference by decision day. And I think there is still nah, the not. final two close. spots left open. It
0: was close. That yep. was, that was you a were, pipe. Yeah. It was very close. That was a stretch, uh, but
1: you also did say though, Toronto will end up with the worst record in major league soccer. They did that by spending $25 million to do it. So congratulations <laughs> to them. Uh, you right. said Timu Buki will score at least a goal against the L, or yeah, at least a goal against the LA galaxy. Well, he quadrupled that by scoring four. And you said, Billy Sharp, will not score a goal against Minnesota. So congratulations. Although he I, wasn't I, even there. I forgot to update one of them that is coming off the board eventually here for AJ. You said earlier this season, Timu will end the year with a 0.7 goals per 90 average. Let's uh, let's 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 do a little math here before that game against the galaxy. He was sitting right on that 0.7 mark now, after the four goals against the Galaxy, he is at .96. So, I think, wow. I think it's mathematically locked up yeah, that seen. you will get that. So, congratulations yeah. there. Pulling it out with seven wow. goals in the last five games. Uh, well done, AJ. Wow. <laughs> God.
0: That's crazy.
1: Uh, that <laughs> one isn't mathematically locked up. I, what a maybe, journey. I don't know. All right. So, <laughs> then on to me now. I said earlier this season, FC Cincinnati, Nashville, and DC United will all make the playoffs this season. DC is not going to do that. I also said Inter-Miami will make the playoffs. Not going to happen. said Inter-Miami will win the U.S. Open Cup final. That did not happen. Uh, I did say, though, Manchester United will not keep a clean sheet this weekend, and that was the weekend they were playing Sheffield. They did not keep a clean sheet, so I get a point there by rooting against my own team. And then U.S. men's national team, I said, will win at least one of their games this week. Thanks to that 4-0 win last night. Got a point there, so I'm up two more points on the season, up to 13. That means our goal total this season going into the final regular season week of the year. Dan, you are on 27. AJ is on 25. And myself, I am on 13 oh. goals this season. Although another recap on one of the predictions that one of us made, uh, that I made, I said earlier this year, way back in June, Christian Ramirez will score double digit goals this season.
0: What were you he's, thinking?
1: He's sitting on eight. He was on seven at the time. He's sitting on eight. Problem is he's no longer starting because he hasn't scored since July 4th. <laughs>
0: Well, good luck with that. <laughs> good luck with that one.
1: Uh, Christian, come on. Come on, Ramirez. Let's get this done. Score bag two in the final game here. I don't even know who Columbus is playing. Just bag two in the final game. Get me above that 10 mark and so I can get a point here. All right. So that means it's time
2: for our prediction segments. Uh, AJ, why don't you go first? All right. So my first one here, there's uh, 15 matches going on on decision day. I think I made something similar to this last season, but there will be five or less draws across all 15 matches on decision day. All right, Dan. Good. All right.
0: Uh, I'm going last, last today. Minnesota United's last goal of the season will be scored by Bongi.
1: All right. I like it. Okay. Uh, write this down. Timu Puki scores at least two goals this weekend. That's my first prediction. Ooh, wow. And uh, write that down. Dane St. Clair records a clean sheet this weekend.
0: Minnesota United's last yellow card of the season will be uh, gathered up by Will Trap. Can
1: All right. we
2: get a wellness check on when the who 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 as of this moment has the last yellow card? Because they <laughs> <laughs> um my my next one. Write this down. I predicted a two one win this weekend. Minnesota United will score after the seventieth minute marker this uh, this weekend. So it's going to be a dramatic finish for the Looms. Ooh, Nice. Okay. And, and, and oh, you're true You got two. Yep. And Sorry. my uh my final one, um I'm going to say that uh both write this down, both Emmanuel Reynoso and Timu Puki will score this weekend. All right. No Dan, way. Final write weekend? that down. Uh my last one,
0: Minnesota's last foul committed that is not a yellow card, uh, will be by Hasani Dotson.
1: All right. And then write this down. San Jose will not make the playoffs. They will be the team that falls out of the playoffs. They're the ones in the conference.
2: Ooh, uh, really quick i before i forget listener listener connor loyal listener connor of the show he wanted All to right. chime in for the last write that down session possible for a decision day and he th- this came before uh last week's show when i wasn't on he was very pessimistic with the loons so okay. i don't know if this still stands but he didn't change it um write this down minnesota united will not make the playoffs
1: oh mm. man connor, connor. come connor. on man well, hopefully that prediction keeps the listeners over on the three seasons that we've done this hopefully. show. So hopefully, hopefully the loons can uh, make sure Connor gets that one incorrect because that ha- would be a bummer if they don't. Hashtag Connor out. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Too that soon? has been That That has been write that down. Uh, that has been loon talk for this week. Boys, I'm excited for Saturday. Uh, yeah. As I said, we got an hour-long pre-match show starting at 7 p.m. on AM 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com, and the Score North mobile app. Myself, Dan Terrar, and AJ Fredrickson, all with you for the entire hour buildup for Minnesota at Sporting Kansas City Decision Day. Looking forward to it, 7 p.m. pre-match show, 8 p.m. kickoff. Uh, boys, we'll be back here next week at some time to talk about whatever happens this mm-hmm. coming Saturday. We'll talk to you then.
0: Can't wait. See ya.
1: See you.